the kingdom of God. It's a tough one. How do we explain the kingdom of God? How do we understand the kingdom of God? So the kingdom of God is, well, it's kind of like a place, but not really like a place, more like a relationship. Well, maybe that's not the best way of putting it. It's something that happens in the future, but it's also something that's kind of happening now. It's like this. Do you understand? Does that make sense? It's like, okay. Well, maybe it's a little more difficult to explain the kingdom of God. We have Jesus, though, to reveal the kingdom of God to us, to reveal the Father in his ministry, in his words. Now, the Lord is very wise. Jesus doesn't use kind of abstract wording or beat around the bush, but he uses images, concrete examples to uh, present to us as uh, parallels. He uses storytelling. He uses images, things that the people at the time and us as well could understand and really relate to and understanding different aspects of the kingdom of God, of the Father, of faith. So here we have Jesus using these two images uh, to explain the kingdom of God. And what he's doing is he's actually presenting two aspects of the kingdom of God so that we can understand and actually enter into a deeper understanding and relationship with our own faith, with our Lord, and participate and cooperate with the kingdom of God as we see it now. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Jesus first presents the kingdom of God as a farmer, a farmer that sows seed. And he's used this image before, the the sower of seeds, but in a different way. We think of the sower of seeds as God, sowing the seeds of faith, the seeds being planted in our hearts and in our lives, which is true. true. It's, It's one of the images our Lord uses. But here, we're more the farmer. We're the sowers of the seed because the seed may be sown and the farmer may take care of the seed. He may water it, fertilize it, look after it, prune it. But the farmer cannot force the seed. The farmer cannot force the seed to grow into plants and to bear fruit. That happens on its own, in its own time, that the earth bears fruit of its own accord. In the same way, we are participating in the kingdom of God. We participate in faith, but we cannot force the kingdom of God. We cannot force the final judgment. We cannot force our faith. It's something that we receive and participate in. Ultimately, our faith, the kingdom of God, is in the Lord's hands. So there's a twofold reality here. One, a reality of comfort in the reality of humility, that we're called to be humble. We're called to be humbly accepting of the fact that we don't really have control over our Lord's action, that our action isn't uh, really what's important. It's responding to our Lord and then cooperating with him. This also means that everything is in the Lord's hands, which is a comfort for us because oftentimes we can take on different anxieties, frustrations, difficulties, things that can really uh, eat us up and take away our peace. But we're called to surrender those things to the Lord, surrender that reality that we don't have to control, nor do we have the power to control everything, that we have to surrender to the Lord, surrender our faith, our struggles, everything to the Lord, that response of surrender, realizing that the Lord is in charge, it is his kingdom that we participate in. Now, this doesn't mean that we sit around with our thumbs sticking up our noses. It doesn't mean that we just kind of throw up our arms, well, it's the Lord's deal. No, that's daring God. No, what we do is we participate as the farmer. We water the crops. We allow faith to grow in our lives. We allow um, our participation and our relationship with God to, to grow and bear fruit. And I'll get to that in just a moment. But then there's this second image that our Lord uses to show another aspect of the kingdom of God. 
this image of a mustard seed. So a mustard seed is really small. See, I have one right here. Can you see it? It's because I don't actually have a mustard seed. But if I did have a mustard seed, it would be too small for you to see. Now, Jesus uses a little bit of hyperbole, saying this is the smallest seed that uh, grows into the biggest of plants, the biggest of bushes. That's not necessarily true, but what our Lord is showing is um, how small the mustard seed is and how big it grows, how fruitful it becomes. Now, when he asks, you know, what can we compare the kingdom of God to? If you were to actually ask that out and, like, receive answers, the Israelites would have been, well, I think probably the kingdom of God has got to be a kingdom. It's a big castle, a beautiful, amazing kingdom, very powerful. Another one might say, oh, well, obviously a big army, an army to crush the enemies of God and return, you know, the world to its glory. Nope, it's a little mustard seed. But there is this great power, this great reality in this small seed that our Lord is highlighting the smallness, the humility in which he has come, the humility in which our Lord has decided to bring about salvation, bring about the kingdom of God. He has done it by sending his son, Jesus. Jesus is the mustard seed. He is that one that is planted. We hear about this image of uh, the branch that is planted on the heights of the mountain of Israel. That is Jesus that would grow into this incredible cedar, the cedar tree that would welcome in uh, all kinds of birds from every type, every winged thing. He's talking about everyone, the entirety of the world welcomed into this uh, divine reality of the kingdom of God, that all are invited, all are called to this kingdom of God. And it's interesting, if we actually look at the mustard seed, how small it is, how tiny, it's actually, uh, it can grow up to 6 to 20 feet tall, which is really tall, and 20 to 30 feet wide, which is incredible for such a small thing. This reality, this, uh, this function of the mustard seed is the same with the kingdom of God, with faith in our lives, with the kingdom of God of Jesus having started his ministry, just Jesus and his 12 apostles and his disciples, and to see how it spread, it grew like the mustard plant in such an incredible, beautiful way. Now, the question is then, as we have this mustard seed, our faith planted in our hearts, in our lives, as we participate in the kingdom of God what does that look like? Again, we're not sitting around, just kind of shrugging our shoulders, well, like, well, we're part of the kingdom of God, we're just going to wait for, you know, the Lord's time. No, he involves us in that reality. He involves us in the kingdom of God, that we are active in the kingdom of God. That it's not our action that generates the fruit, but it's our cooperation that allows us to partake in the kingdom of God now, even as we wait for the fullness of the kingdom to come about in the final judgment. So how do we do this? Well, an obvious one, um, and you've probably heard me say this before, is prayer. And it's praying to know our Lord, praying to know our Lord's will, praying out of thanksgiving, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the gifts. Lord, I'm struggling with this. Um, Lord, please, I'm sorry for this. I want to receive your mercy. Whatever it might be to have that relationship with God as more than just the, the clockmaker in the sky who's not really um, connected to us, but that relationship as, again, like the farmer in the field, that we have that familiarity with our faith how it is growing in our hearts, and so that ultimately it bears fruit, that only with this foundation can we allow the fruits to be, uh, or allow our faith to be fruitful, so that we can go forward and be charitable, to be as representatives of the gospel of Christ in our lives, of that joy of the gospel. Now, the next thing is surrender. Again, it's all in our Lord's hands, and we ultimately trust the Lord um, in those, especially those things that we don't have control over. To, to surrender anything. It can be surrender anxiety, fear, worry, 
can be to surrender our joys, our own pride, the struggles of sin that we might have, to surrender it all to the Lord and really entrust ourselves, saying, Lord, I leave it to you. I've done what you have asked of me. I am open to do your will, and everything else is yours. And then finally, we have, in the same way, that we have these uh, symbols and images that our Lord uses to uh, describe and to teach about and reveal the Father and the kingdom of God and faith, we have these very tangible realities, these tangible gifts that continue the Lord's ministry in our lives as Catholics. We have the gift of baptism with the outward sign of the water. We have the gift of confirmation with the oil, which wherein, wherein we receive, uh, we're, we're sealed in the Holy Spirit and we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have reconciliation, where, wherein we offer our contrite heart and receive the wonderful mercy of God. We have the Eucharist with the signs of the body and blood, um, under, or the reality of the body and blood under the, the image um, and the accidents of bread and wine. And this is where we are fed. We receive our nourishment. We have marriage with the rings and the vows um, and the witness of that couple that underlying bond that cannot be broken, that incredible bond of friendship and love. We have holy orders where on hands are placed uh, upon the, the, uh, the successors of the apostles, and oil is used to bless so that they may go out and feed the sheep, that they may minister as priests. Finally, we have anointing of the sick, wherein we are uh, anointed with oil so that we might re receive healing and comfort. We have all these gifts, these realities in which we begin to participate in the kingdom of God. So I encourage you today to see how we are called to be as the farmer, as the one who uh, prepares and tends to the field, the crop in our faith, in our own hearts, in our own souls, to see how we are called to better engage in the kingdom of God, better engage in our relationship with the Lord, and then also to allow that seed, that small seed, to grow and to bear fruit and to be this beautiful uh, witness of the gospel of Christ. Amen.